Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons, from stalwart sorcerers to sadistic sprites. And today we're talking about Storm Giants. Big guy. So big guy. What's up, you big guy? <laughs> no, let's talk about the biggest guy. This one is not, it's greater than a cloud. It's the it storm. Is. It's a culmination it of clouds, maybe. Indeed. Well, kind of. Yeah, Just I guess like, I suppose so. I don't know what it is, really. You're here to tell me what it I is, am. though. I am. So storm giants are the most powerful and majestic of all giant kind in Dungeons & Dragons. Um, they are also the most aloof, reclusive, and the least understood of all giant kind. Okay. Um, a large part of this mystery is due to the extremely isolated lives they live far removed from anywhere a mortal could feasibly wander. And the lack of Dungeon Cast episodes covering it, that which too. has been solved. Here we <laughs> Indeed are. Indeed it has. Here we are. The other part is simply that the nature of a storm giant's mind is difficult for most to grasp. Philosophical, contemplative, stoic, and mystical are all words that describe a storm giant, but that is only part of the picture. Storm giants have innate oracle powers of prophecy. Oh. They can see omens and portents and all the things around them. Furthermore, they live extremely long lives, giving them a similar detachment to the material that elves have. Um, they are also inherent spellcasters capable of hurling lightning and calling down rain like minor weather deities. Okay, cool. It is said that the Uvaryotin, which is the giant name for storm giants, aren't just forces of nature. They are bound to nature and are extensions of it in mystical ways that humans find hard to comprehend. They are considered to be chaotic good. This is the final of the true giants for this year of the big guy. And without a doubt, and for obvious reasons, they are my favorite. 
So this is the final true giant. But, Will, it's only July. I know, I know. We have more big guy episodes. More big um, guys. There's Fomorians to cover. Um, there's Empyreans to cover. There is... Um, Ogres are technically giants, and <laughs> there are some ogre stat blocks that I would like to cover, including the Sea Ogre and the Ogre Mercenaries presented to us in Volo's Guide. And uh, there are giants that are not depicted in 5th edition, but are considered to be true giants from previous editions, such as the Jungle Giant, the Fog Giant, and other giants I can't think of right now, but there's like four or five of them. So Hell yeah. So we, we oh got, yeah. And then there's still the giant pantheon we haven't covered yet. And we got big guys to go. So yeah, we this got is, big guys to go. We've even covered big guys that aren't ordining big guys. They're just big. Yeah, they're so, just big guys. So, but this is the biggest and truest of true giants? Yeah, the biggest of the six true giants. It's the top of the ordining. Top of the ordining. Absolute pinnacle. The Running the show. Running the show. Except for they're not because they, they ignore the show. They're super aloof. Yeah, they're really aloof. Contemplating the demise mm -hmm. of... X and Y. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. Storm giants resemble well-formed humans of gargantuan proportions and statuesque features. Adult males and females are about 26 feet tall and weigh Ooh. about between 12,000 to 15,000 pounds. Wow. Really big boys. Uh, across the various editions of D&D, &D, there seem to be essentially two distinct depictions of the storm giant. Earlier editions claim that most storm giants have pale light green skin with dark green hair and beards and glittering emerald eyes. More rarely, it was said there existed violet-skinned violet storm giants with deep violet or bluish-black hair. That's with, cool. With silvery gray or purple eyes. That's really cool. Then fourth, fourth edition went with a blue-skinned uh, with white hair, super lightning-ified version for a bit that no one really talks about. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Seems like very hit and miss in fourth edition. Yeah. I mean, it was fucking cool, but no one really talks about it because it's fourth edition. Right. Uh, and now, finally, in 5e, it seems that they have come back and solidified itself back on the violet version um, as the definitive look for Storm Giants. I, I, out of the descriptions you gave me, that was probably my favorite. Yeah, they look super fucking dope. Okay, well, let's take a look. Oh, okay, While you're going to pull it up. Okay. Yeah, I'll keep ahead. talking, you keep you go searching. Now I can So look. regardless of their color palette, Storm Giants can live to be about 600 years old. A Storm Giant's garb is usually a very well-tailored, short, loose tunic, belted at the waist, sandals or bare feet, and a headband or helmet. They usually carry pouches attached to their belts. These hold only a few tools, necessities, and sometimes simple musical instruments. Other than the jewelry they wear, most storm giants prefer to leave their wealth in their layers. Okay, that's cool. So not like cloud giants at all who have to like yeah. show it off constantly. Right, wearing their best, their Sunday best every day and yes, stuff. Yes. Okay. Did you look up the storm giant? And what I did. Like? It's very cool. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing a lot of blue here. Um, I'm colorblind. So. Oh, damn, son. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't know that. Okay, but like, um, so... What is the... So that first one on the end is the 5e, the new and definitive version. I I'm, think their skin looks purplish, but... Yeah, I can kind of see. It's like between a blue and a purple. Yeah. I can, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like a violet then, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's it, almost kind of gray. It's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But if you pump up that saturation a bit, you'll get Yeah, that. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. I can see. There are others that are more... Um, they're drawn with that as a more prominent color, the vi the violet. Yeah, I, I think so. Anyways, yeah, like maybe look up uh, Storm Giant Quintessent, and that, I think that might be more purpley. As uh, Quintessent, oh, there we go. Is it more purpley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It this, is. This came up in the original search too. It's it's definitely more purpley. Yeah, 
So there you go. All right. So storm giants are said to be gentle and reclusive. They are benevolent and wise unless angered. In response to which the fury of a storm giant is a terror to behold and can affect the fate of thousands. Storm giants live in isolated refuges so far above the surface of the world or below the sea that they are beyond the reach of most other creatures. Some make their abodes in cloud-topped castles so high that flying dragons appear as specks below. Others live atop mountain peaks that pierce the clouds. Some occupy palaces covered with algae and coral at the bottom of the ocean or grim fortresses and undersea rifts. One kind of location that invariably draws the attention of storm giants, though, is an elemental crossing where the material plane and the elemental planes intersect. Ooh. And interact. Elemental influence pervades the architecture of storm giants. Uh, and leads to temptuous, unearthly quality to their homes. Storm giants use elemental crossings for their own transplanter wandering, especially into the plane of air and the plane of water. The frequent whirl- whirlpools, tornadoes, and rainstorms that buffer the passages to those two planes help to safeguard the giant's home and ensure their privacy. Okay. Aren't those typically really chaotic places where the planes kind of touch together? Yes. That's oh, so. crazy. Yeah. Is their but, house like amorphous? You know, like, no, it's just they're big, strong, and they build big, strong houses. I built, I built my chaos. house so yeah. big and strong. And that's the idea. Is like this place sucks for anyone who isn't big and strong, but I'm big and strong, so this place is fine. Good home for big, strong me. Yeah, except, okay. except they're way more intelligent. Don't speak broken sentences like that. <laughs> but they're giants. How they're they very to speak? refined and highly intelligent, and they can see the future, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's lower ordering shit. Yeah, that's some lower ordering shit. Yeah. All right. So, god dang, the stupid app. Storm giants communicate infrequently with others of their kind. They don't compete for status in the ordning, but instead live out the centuries of their existence in contemplative seclusion, watching the starry heavens and the ocean depths for signs, symbols, and omens of Anam's favor. Uh, if you remember Anam's, the all-father of the yeah. giants, he's, yeah, they're everything dad. My everything dad. Mm-hmm. Storm giants see the events of the world from a wide perspective of those who see much and live long. They can foretell the rise and fall of empires, kings, and dragons. They see the beginnings and end of fortune and disaster and find these patterns within seemingly unrelated events. Okay. By reading omens and prophesying, uh, storm giants learn of vast secrets previously unknown and troves of lore utterly forgotten. Kings will rise and fall, wars will be won and lost, and good and evil will wrestle in conflict. Storm giants have watched these events in a manner of mortal gods over many lifetimes, and they see it as pointless to intervene much of the time. (laughs) Even so, a storm giant might willingly disclose certain secrets to benevolent beings that visit its remote domain for specific purposes. Such creatures must speak and act respectfully, however, for a storm giant will not tolerate disrespect. Got it. So uh, maybe this is too big scale, but like Bahamut. Mm-hmm. Would Bahamut be rolling up on a storm giant for some advice or some insight into It's events? funny that you bring up Bahamut because Bahamut is actually tied to the power of prophesying. So I don't think so. Okay, so Bahamut himself, can handle it himself. Yeah, he himself has like future vision powers. Okay, so but, somebody answering to Bahamut would not go to a storm giant. So, but probably they would not. go to Bahamut. But I could also see Bahamut and storm giants getting along kind of well, but at the same time, their interests don't really align for a lot of reasons. Number one being giants hate dragons. Yeah, that's right. That's number one. And vice versa, right? And vice versa, again, there's bad blood. Number two is um, even storm giants for all their like chaotic goodness, like what they want is to retake over the world. They want want to, you know, not in a evil subjugation kind of way, but in like we are. I'm the rightful owner of the shit. I'm the rightful owner of the shit. We were here first and this is our land and all that other shit. And, uh, 
and they have the power to do so. Maybe there's like one cool storm giant yeah. that's cool with Bahamut that they he flies by sometimes like you see that fucking latest prophecy and he's like yup mm-hmm. and then that's it. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, sure. That's some wild shit, right? Yeah. You know it. All right, later. <laughs> but yeah, so like their 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 end goals don't really align, so I don't think they'd be friends. Yeah, but okay. But yeah. Anyways. Although a storm giant prefers to live outside the company of other giants, it isn't necessarily alone in its stronghold. Storm giants share their abodes with other creatures that are comfortable in the extreme environments where they dwell. A sea-dwelling storm giant, for example, might have a few merfolk, tritons, and even a dragon turtle for companions. Cool. While a storm giant living on a mountain peak could extend a friendly hand to any pegasi or griffins that happen by, or might even welcome yetis into its home for <laughs> a time if it believes they could be trusted. Sure. Uh, now, the last sentence I just said is a weird one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yetis are... <laughs> Uh, nasty. Um, but it's also a direct quote from Volo's Guide. Um, okay. Now, we haven't talked much about Yetis on the show, but in D&D, they are chaotic evil killing machines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have no idea what sane storm giant lets a pack of those live in their home. I I don't know. Yeah, because like they were presented to me in game as like they're trying to fucking eat my bones and grind them yeah, up into dust. Yeah, exactly. Shit, yetis so. are, again, they're chaotic evil killing machines. And like even if the storm giant can like handle them because, you know, they're way weaker than he is or she is. Um it would be like inviting a pack of rabid miniature bears into your house. Maybe that's the kind of party you're throwing, though. I guess so. I, I don't know. I see that as not a good time. Mm, it depends. <laughs> on, it depends. Regardless, uh, whatever guests the giant chooses to invite into their home are expected to be respectful and to make themselves useful and to provide interesting conversation or other entertainment when the giant feels like being sociable. Okay. So it does come with a price of sorts. So, though extremely solitary, storm giants do at times come together in groups. They do so usually to compare signs and omens or to engage in a rare courtship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still, storm giant parents stay together only long enough to raise a child to maturity, then return to the solitary isolation that they so cherish. Though storm giants do not vie for status within their ordning, they do have a strict hierarchy, as all giants do. Uh, They follow an ordning called the Ordning of Omens. Each storm giant knows its status in the ordning by the signals the universe sends them. Omens might be seen in the wheeling flight of a flock of birds, the patterns in sand left by a receding tide, the shapes of clouds, or any number of other natural phenomena. Um, Storm giants that receive the greatest number of such messages generally rank the highest, but the significance of individual signs can also affect one's status. On the rare occasions when storm giants meet, omens and signs accompany each individual, making it plain to all who are present who ranks where in the ordning. So they can all just look at each other and they can see who's top dog. Damn. Yeah. It's like uh, under C. Carl, he's really slipping these days. <laughs> well, and clouds just well, the thing is, too, it's not out of the, it's not in their control. They right? Don't yeah, decide. It's just like, like omens. Yeah. Like so, that I think that's a big reason why they're not vying for status is because the status is fluctuating probably regularly. Yeah, and they all know that they don't have control over it. So there's not this sense of pride or like you know what I mean. This, this is the of, fluid leaderboard that stone giants don't have. They're the, yes. stone giants are carving their leaderboard in. They got to make a new tablet. Yeah, this is a this is a digital or closest we can get to a digital leaderboard. There we go. Dragons. Yes, it is shifting and it's it's moving. Yeah, uh, is it? It's not based off of anything they're doing. Well, it probably is based off of like actual physical events right well it's based off of omens and how many that they're receiving yeah i mean step it back step it back a step like Uh the omen is the result of like uh, the culmination of blah 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 basically determining the leaderboard is based off of like some sort of merit at the end of the day i don't think so really okay it's just like well it depends like you would have to define where the omens are coming from are the omens coming from the the giant pantheon and then they're choosing those 
of worth to get those omens, then I guess there's some sort of merit, some sort of secret algorithm behind it all that they can't like discern themselves because they're mortals and okay. the gods are mysterious. Sure, maybe. Or maybe it's just happenstance. Okay. Or maybe it's just some innate skill that they have. So like the better you are at the at the seeing of the omens, then the higher you are. In that case, it's a type of meritocracy, but it's one you're kind of born with. Yeah. Unless yeah, it's I a skill it. that you can practice and get better at. Like that's the thing is you have to define what omen reading is. Okay. Which this does not. Uh, okay, that's where but my the way, root question yeah, is. Yeah, the way it reads is as if it's all out of their control. They don't choose any of this stuff. It just happens to them. Yeah, so it, it probably hurts you as a dungeon master to try and quantify stuff up yeah, this, this level. Yeah, I think level. so. Okay. I, I can't see a reason to need to, but I don't right, know what exactly. kind of campaigns people will be running, so yeah. I don't know. That being said, let's short rest. Oh. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga. Saga! A future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast homebrewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me... Set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga! We've returned. Indeed, we have. We're back. Talking about Storm Giants still. So big! <laughs> So let's get into the many reasons that I wouldn't truly categorize Storm Giants into the chaotic good category. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
Let's do it. Well, it, the alignment chart just doesn't really fit any of the giants. Any any giant kind of any kind. Alignment chart's so weird. Yeah, and oh well, yeah, and on top of that, yeah, the alignment chart is hard to apply to anything. I guess giants redo- more so. They're redoing it in huh? the light of social change going on right now. They're like redoing the alignment chart. They're, yeah, they're gonna reanalyze. They're gonna redo it. They're gonna make it. I don't know, man. There's some there's some tweets that went out. From, oh, okay. From wizards that were and, I, and people I th- that are in charge of that. I thought I heard the, something along the lines of their. Uh, reanalyzing like the idea of applying an alignment to the thing that we talk about on the show all the time like should a society of anything be generally chaotic evil you know right yeah Yeah. there's that 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 might be what they mean specifically that's what i heard i didn't hear about the alignment chart itself being changed i think that's what i mean to say is like you're going to change the way the alignment chart is applied or okay something that makes something of that nature but yeah the alignment chart in front of me the alignment chart is uh difficult to apply to anything um and giant kind even more so because of their uh, blue orange morality. Um, there it is. The, yeah, their adherence to concepts of Mott and Mog. I think that over the course of this episode, it'll be obvious to see what I mean about like, are they really chaotic good? I don't know if that applies. Okay. So storm giants recall the glory of ancient giant empires forged by the god Anam. Uh, they seek to restore what was lost when those empires fell. Ever since Astoria fell and Anam abandoned his children, no soul king or emperor has ruled over giant kind since. Mm. Um, arguments about ranking within the Ordning are rare among storm giants, but all of their kind studiously examine every sign for evidence that one among them might be the greatest yet. That's, I was going to say, like, uh, top dog storm giant is uh, most likely to godhood. Yeah? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Um, the reason that... So, uh, might be the greatest yet, since the revelation of the fact of the greatest of them yet would herald Anam's return to them. Oh, yeah. I see. They're okay. not trying to become gods or anything like that. Okay, yeah. so they just want Anam back. Yeah, they want their father to forgive them for failing him. <laughs> According to legend, the arrival of such a leader will be presaged by signs and omens in all the elements of the world, the sky, the sea, the continents, and the underworld. All of these are realms of the storm giants, which maintain a constant watch for all, for the all-important signs. In ages past, when giant dynasties reigned, the signs that accompanied the leader of them all were clear and unmistakable. In the centuries since the empire's collapse, the few signs manifested have been muddied, conflicting, and contentious. Ooh. Without an emperor to serve as their political and spiritual head, the storm giants are adrift on an uncertain sea. Every possibility encapsulated in every sign is exhaustively examined. Debates over the meaning and validity of this or that omen are conducted across human kingdoms and spanning human lifetimes. Uh, that 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 description sounds pretty chaotic, yeah? Like the chaos that comes from sure. this uncertainty. But that doesn't have anything to do with the nature of their personalities. I think it would uh, have like an effect on them, like trying to just debate and discern these weird omens. Yeah, you know? but that isn't inherently a chaotic like uh, behavior. Yeah, it's just a chaotic externality. Yeah. The omens are chaotic and they're upset about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, explorers and adventurers can find opportunity in this situation since storm giants do sometimes hire agents that they dispatch to investigate portents and to retrieve items the giants need for their oracles. But this is dangerous work for two reasons. The obvious one is that the task involves delving into ancient Nestorian ruins that have been sealed for millennia, an empire known for its might, magical prowess, and complex architecture, and their unrivaled machinery. Ooh. Uh, who the fuck knows what you're going to run into in there? Whatever it is, it's going to be big, bad, and dangerous, probably. So they're making, like, tri- they're inventing shit up there? They're, like, building machines? The, well, I'm talking about ancient ruins. 
Oh wait, of the of giants or yeah, like, okay. I'm talking about like working for storm giants, like as an adventurer, uh-huh. they're gonna send you to these places. Okay, I, I said it's dangerous for two reasons. Oh, that's okay, the okay. first reason. Uh, the second reason, and it's a little less obvious, is that the certain portents that they're sending adventurers to find, if confirmed to be true, would indeed bring about the return of Anam upending the giant social order and initiating a new age. Some would welcome such a change. Others would oppose it bitterly and do all they could to stop it, possibly resorting to an all-out war. It could even mean the giants coming together again under one banner and set to dominate the world once again. Okay, so like the return of Anam is what this is all pretty much about. For the storm giants, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although I'm sure there are some storm giants that were like, nah, we don't want that again. Okay. That seems strange that there's this divide over it. I don't think it's a big divide. I would think there's just probably some that are like, some nah, defectors. I, so like, I kind of yeah. like things the way they are now. Or, or yeah, or or even just like the omens come uh, announcing a change, a change, but maybe it's not the change okay. that the storm giants wanted. It's a change that fire giants would be super about, though. Okay. And like, you know what I mean? And it could just cost you. Everybody I would say that this out. is, I have never played. Uh, Storm King's Thunder, the uh, yeah. adventurer guide, but I'm pretty sure that's the premise. The okay. Pre- <laughs> I'm pretty sure the premise is that the Storm Giants figured out that shit is, is everything's upended. There is no ordning anymore, and uh, the Giants are now fighting for top dog. Oh, shit. Yeah. But I've never played it, so I don't actually know that. I just, I've read that. Okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> for quite obvious reasons, every Storm Giant has a strong personal interest in how soon Anam's return comes to pass. They all want to live to see it. Um, some storm giants attempting to forestall the inevitable and approaching the end of their naturally li- long lifespans can seek an escape from death. They plumb the depths of their powerful connection to the elements and through ritual manage to disperse themselves into nature, literally transforming into semi-conscious storms and giving up their giant form pretty much permanently. Here I am. I'm going to rock you like a hurricane. Indeed. For reals, though. For reals, though. (laughs) That's what I am. (laughs) The blizzard that rages unendingly around a mountain peak, the vortex that swirls around a remote island, or the thunderstorm that howls ceaselessly up and down a rugged coastline could, in fact, be the undying form of a storm giant clinging to existence. Um, Gaining a measure of immortality for themselves by merging with elemental forces. These beings are called storm giant quintessence and are the most reclusive and rare of their kind, layering a remote and inhospitable sites surrounded by brutal winds and murderous weather. That's cool. Yeah. You know how when you beat a big sandbox game and like the regular storyline that was probably pretty fucking epic is mm. done and now yeah. you just get to go like fuck around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wouldn't it be cool to like lean into that in your campaign? Like you, you maybe didn't kill a storm giant, but you defeated a storm giant and escape at some point and blah, yeah. blah, blah, really big, big, bad, evil guy character. Mm-hmm. And then later on when things are off the rails and you're high level ran- running around murder hoboing across the countryside, it's like a fucking tornado comes around the corner. It's like, it's me motherfuckers. Yeah. Time to fight. Back. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, that'd be cool. This is a cool, cool session. I like that. <laughs> So a storm giant quintessence can revert to its true giant form on a whim. Uh, the change is temporary, though, uh, but can be maintained long enough for the giant to communicate with a mortal, carry out a short task, or defend its home against aggressors. A storm giant quintessence has no need for crafted armor or weapons, and instead uses its power to form makeshift weapons out of air, thunder, and lightning. Ooh, when, Yeah, when the giant has no further use of them, or when the giant dies, its elemental weapons disappear. Okay. 
So in the absence of both Anam and a worldly emperor, storm giants recognize no higher authority. Human elf and dwarf kings, liches, grand sorcerers, and wizards all might amass what they consider great power, but they have no influence over the storm giants. And any who try uh, extending their reach in that direction are guaranteed to come to grief. But as long as the world leaves the storm giants alone, the giants are likely to leave the world alone. Okay. They wish neither good nor ill on the realm of humanity. They simply don't give much thought to the matter at all, except on the rare occasions when humans crop up in a prophecy or are hinted at by an omen. When storm giants do interact with non-giants, those on the receiving end of their attention might question the notion of the that storm giants are good creatures. They respect the principality of uh, the principle of sanctity of life, but even the calmest of storm giants has a tremendous temper. When one is roused to anger, principle gives way to fury, and an offense committed by one person against a giant can bring furious retribution down on an entire community. A storm giant that destroys a town and kills innocents in a fit of rage is likely to regret it afterward and might offer payment to make amends, though a sack of old is likely little comfort to those who've lost loved ones, homes, and livelihoods. Sorry, I I flooded the shit out of your town. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Here's 40 gold. And this is where it's like, they're not really chaotic good. They're just kind of like... Chaotic assholes. But only not most of the time. It's just sometimes one goes into a rage and does that, you know what I mean? And it's just like... (laughs) What the fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck you guys. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, whatever. So it's always. That does suck. Yeah. It's always wise to tread softly, speak deferentially, and act respectfully in the presence of a giant. But this is especially true of storm giants. Just randomly get pissed. Yeah, exactly. They remind me of Greek gods. Exactly. Yeah, was, Maybe less malicious than Greek gods. Yeah, they're they just, they got Greek that, gods are more conniving and stuff. Exactly. Like well, throwing thunderbolts down right. and shit. But they remind me of, well, I think Imperions are like this too, where it's like they're really benevolent, but they can throw a tantrum if they don't get their way. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, you were saying they're, these creatures, storm giants, are closely linked to like the elemental natures and stuff. Yeah. How like the elements can get chaotic like it's that. True. And start it's true. Wrecking sometimes, shit. Most of the time the weather's great, but sometimes the weather's not so great. Sometimes the weather's not so great. <laughs> yeah. So the weather doesn't try to pay you after though. No, it doesn't. The weather <laughs> don't give a shit. So some humanoid cultures go as far as worshiping storm giants as they would worship lesser gods, creating myths and stories around the giants' exploits and vast knowledge. A storm giant is governed by the dictates of its conscience, however, and not by any culture's laws or, or codes of honors. As such, a storm giant that bends its mind toward greed or gains a taste for petty power can easily become a terrible threat. So again, see, they're not all chaotic good. Sometimes they're just fucking evil. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Speaking of god worship, storm giants pay homage to Stronmus, the eldest of Anam's children, who is funnily enough known as the most joyful and most prone to laughter and enjoying fellowship with his siblings of all Anam's children. Okay. This image of Stronmus is in very sharp contrast to how storm giants are perceived in the world, stoic, aloof, and even dour. But in the giant's legend, Stronmus is also subject to gray moods. And deep brooding that are just as intense as his moments of good humor. It's also true the storm giants aren't quite as humorless as popular notions paint them to be. They're quite quiet and reserved when they're by themselves or around non-giants, which is how they spend most of their time. But when they get together with others of their kind, they enjoy mirth, song, and drink as much as Stronmus himself does. Okay. For the sake of their privacy and for the safety of smaller beings in the vicinity, these rare gatherings almost always occur far from the presence of other creatures, thus perpetuating the giant's reputation for always being gloomy and grim. Despite not technically having a worldly ruler, there is still a singular storm giant at the very top of the ordning. This storm giant is known as the Paramount. This uh, one giant outranks all other giants in the world. Okay. Is the, is the Paramount the super pseudo giant of this giant type? 
No, the quintessent was. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, do we have? Oh, yeah. I do have that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. But the paramount is like <clears throat> the king of all storm giants. So it's but just, not really the king, but like kind of the king. The the ordaining leader. Yeah, like, like literally, top, like top. when you get through the ordaining at the very very top, there's nobody above the paramount except for the gods themselves. So is the paramount more solidified than like some of the other lower ordaining rankers, like? Or it can change from... Yeah, again, from, well, with the Storm Giants, it's all about the omens, right? So the yes. Paramount is getting the utmost omens. It's the best at reading them <laughs> and all that other stuff. But I suppose if it all dried up, yeah, he wouldn't be, the, or she wouldn't be, they wouldn't be the Paramount getting anymore. Getting top shelf omens, dude. Yeah, top shelf omens, indeed. And, and when it's not your time anymore and you got to go back to mid-shelf omens, it's going to uh-huh. be tough. You're yep. going to get mad. It's, I guess so. But no, but like they don't take it personally. They're just like, I'm just not Paramount anymore. Oh, damn. Like I did that for a few years and then it stopped. Okay. So, any questions about Storm Giants before we uh, get into the two-step blocks I've given you? They're hard to, like, kind of, yeah, imagine yep. as, like, uh, real, like, I'm not getting a good read on a personality here, you know? Hmm. It's, uh, uh, well, I mean, they're stoic and they're unless it's quiet. Time to, unless it's time to party. Unless it's time to party. But, yeah, generally speaking, like, they're deep thinkers. They're they're stoic. They're quiet. Um, smoking them good on the things that they are interested in the things that they their goals and stuff are like really like long lived wide view shit which is something people are very bad at so I can see why it might be difficult to wrap your head around like the way they think and the, their personality you know what I mean yeah so it's just like ooh, how are you using this in a game um I mean you could have the storm giant uh, a storm giant hire a group of party uh, of adventurers to go do something um you could have where the storm giant's pissed because something has gone down. Now he's kind of like trouncing around the countryside and doing shit. So it's like I and was you're having to please him. Because I saw I saw an oh, I was given maybe an humans omen. done fucked up and they actually like threw a giant rock in his giant undersea palace <laughs> because they were doing stupid shit. Rock. Yeah. Can't wait to read that part of the stat block. So so a giant uh, a storm giant might reach out to adventurers and say, like, I got a crazy omen. Uh, to go sure. to this place, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to go. Yeah, you absolutely. mortals need to go there to uh, fulfill absolutely. this prophecy. Absolutely. Or maybe maybe the adventurers are just doing their thing and like they get caught up in these crazy events and they needed this, this one magic item and they managed to figure out that this one storm giant in his underwater lair happens to be the sole owner of that one item. So you have to go there and try and barter for the item. Of course, he's going to want something in return. And then there sure. you, go, you got adventure. Would there be a uh, incident with maybe cloud giants needing the assistance of a, a higher ranked giant, like a storm giant, to come settle an issue? Yeah, I could see that for sure. Okay, that's kind of interesting because yeah. I could see mortals are closely linked to cloud giants in a lot of cases. So yeah, more so. Yeah, I could see that. So maybe yeah. like your 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 segue into the storm giant is through other giants. Yeah, so. I could definitely see that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Let's stat block it up. All right, let's do it. Storm Giants, they're huge giants. <laughs> chaotic, they are. Chaotic good. Armor <laughs> class 16 with scale mail. Uh, yeah, all your Storm Giant art has, they're, they're wearing armor, they're carrying a weapon, pretty much. Yeah, but they're also wearing tunics with the skirt and all yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Hit points, 230 or uh, 20d12s plus 100. Speed is 50 feet. Swimming, 50 feet. Makes sense. Strength, 29. Dex, 14. Con, 20. Intelligence, 16. Sorry, I just had this image of, like, you're just out there fishing in your boat and suddenly a storm giant's just, like, pleasure swimming by. You know what I mean? <laughs> just going out for a swim. Can you imagine just giant fucking arms, breast stroking? There anyway. will be a big wave. It's like, oh, shit. It has been foretold. Yeah. But uh, continue. <laughs> uh, 18 wisdom and 18 charisma. 
straight uh, saving throws, uh, plus 14 strength, plus 10 con, plus 9 wisdom, and plus 9 charisma. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, skills, arcana, plus 8. Athletics, plus 14. History, plus 8. Perception, plus 9. Fucking doing like the 50 meter and shit. Past yeah, that's, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was picturing. So good at it. Uh, damage resistance to cold. Immunities to lightning and thunder. Uh, its senses has, uh, let's see, passive perception is 19, language common and giant, and the challenge rating is 13. Like, uh, wasn't the Rakshasa 13? Yeah. This is the same. Rakshasas are powerful, bro. Like, oh, wow, man. <laughs> this is the biggest giant. Yeah, I, mean, I know. It's, it's the biggest giant. Holy crap. Well, it's really the puts quintessence it is more powerful. Yeah. Uh, yes, all the, the super giants are. So Amphibious, this uh, giant can breathe air and water. It has innate spellcasting. The giant's innate spellcasting ability is Charisma. Spell save DC 17. Pretty good. It can innately cast the following spells requiring no material components. At will. Detect magic, feather fall, levitate light. That's cool. If you fall out of your house, like the storm giant isn't immune to fall damage. No, it's true. <laughs> uh, you're going to want to feather fall that. Uh, three a day, you can control weather and water breathing. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Why do you need water? a oh, water breathing to make other creatures yep. breathe water, not exactly. you? Yeah. Makes sense. You need mortals at your house for some reason. You're under the sea. Multi-attack. The giant makes two great sword attacks. Uh, great sword is plus, 15, uh, plus 14 to hit with a reach of 10 feet. Makes sense. Uh, one I'll target. That reach should be longer if you ask me. I think so too because you're telling me this is bugbear status? This, yeah. Are you telling me this 26 foot giant using a great sword size for them? That great sword can only reach 10 feet? He Fuck no. Nah, that should be 15 to 20 feet reach. Only stab downward yeah, around him. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I think that would be insane. 20 feet. I'm definitely going to homebrew that up. Yeah, well, think about it. It's 26 feet tall. A great sword is usually as tall as a person. So right. we're talking about a 26 tall great sword. You should be able to fucking hit everybody. Exactly. Multiple people. Uh, there's not really attacks like that besides like cone attacks, huh? There's, no. Is there a melee weapon attack that does like cone damage? That would be kind of cool to flavor in here. That'd be kind of cool. Why does that sound familiar? I feel like there's a video game where a great sword does like AOE damage like that. And I can't think of what game it is. I mean... It- a video game is one thing. We're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, oh, it's The Witcher. In The Witcher, oh, okay. yeah, there's uh, weapons that can do that. Anyways. That's cool. You can get back to this. Um, we got a rock, mm-hmm. which is a ranged weapon attack with plus 14 to hit. The range is 60 slash 240 feet mm-hmm. with uh, one target in mind. The hit is 35 bludgeoning damage. Right. Sorry, I have another discrepancy with range here. 20 to 40 feet. This dude's 26 feet tall. He should be able to throw that rock like fucking 100 and something feet. No, 60 to 240 oh, okay. feet. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry. 240 feet. We're, we're yeah, good. Yeah, there, we're good. We're good. That's yeah. a long... Yeah, that's very far. It's a long ways. It's a good uh, rock throw. So, Lightning Strike is an action with a recharge on 5 to 6 mm-hmm. on a D6. So, the giant hurls a magical lightning bolt at a point it can see within 500 feet of it. Each creature God, with... Damn. Yeah, I know. Each creature with a 10 feet... Within 10 feet of that point, must make a DC 17 dexterity saving throw, taking 54 D12, uh, 12 D8 lightning damage on a failed save or half as much on a success. So just fucking wreck shop right in some so, random location. I gotta say, if you're gonna fight a storm giant, do not like let him know that you're anywhere near and hostile until you are very close to him. Because if he's hitting you for 500 feet out, how many rounds of free lightning is he getting until you get to him? Because you're lot. not you're not getting to him. You're not getting to him. Probably you're going to get hit by so much lightning, you will die. Yeah, because you're taking half 
you're taking half damage, yeah, so you're taking exactly. 27 yeah. each time he does the shit. Mm-hmm. And it's not just one dude. It's you and your companion. So what are you going to do? Spread out? And then he's just going to go fucking like yeah, roll up to you and you wreck off. you with a greatsword? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he's just going to stand there until you get close enough. Like, why not just keep calling it down every every six seconds, right? So how many? Yeah. Like, well, let's say they're dashing so they could maybe. It is it on a recharge. Feet. So okay, you're gonna well, have to alternate uh, between that and there rock. is there is a recharge, but, but still, there's also rock. rock. Yeah, rock, lightning, rock, lightning. Yeah, lightning, lightning, rock. And yeah, if the, if this dude gets a couple of good recharge rolls in a row, that's bad news. Yeah, it that's is real bad news. Bad news. Yeah. But yeah, you're most likely if you are not sneaking up on this guy, if this guy's sneaking, if this guy, if you're fending him off in that scenario, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get there. No, you're gonna recharge at least bears. a few times. Yeah, want to go over the quintessence? Oh, that's right. Oh, long stat Big block. Big stat block. Okay, here we go. Storm Giant, Quintessent, Huge Giant, Storm Giant. Chaotic Good. <laughs> huge Giant, Storm Giant. Uh, the armor class is 12. Uh-huh, because they don't wear armor That's anymore. right. Yeah. This, okay, they, are, okay. they are lightning beings. Uh, so we got the uh, HP at 230, which is the same, and the speed is uh, 50 feet of movement, 50 feet of hover, and 50 feet of swimming. So the hover's added onto there. Yeah, they can fly. 29 strength, 14 dex, 20 con, 17 intelligence, which is one higher than the 16, uh, 20 wisdom, which is higher, and 19 charisma, which is higher. So strength, uh, s- plus 14 strength, plus 10 con, plus 10 wisdom, plus 9 charisma, the plus 8 arcana, plus 8 history, plus 10 perception. Um, they're resistant to not only cold, but bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. And they are immune to lightning and thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, true sight of 60 feet. Pretty no cool. Yeah. And then passive perception of 20. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Common and giant for languages. Challenge rating is 16, which is three higher than the challenge 13 storm giant. Yeah, it's pretty um, pretty dang high, actually. 16 is, we're, we're really getting there. We're getting there. So amphibious is uh, the giant can breathe air and water, just like before. Multi-attack. The giant makes two lightning sword attacks or uses a wind javelin twice. Lightning sword is a melee weapon attack with plus 14 to hit with a reach of 15 feet. So that's mm-hmm. a little better. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you get one target with 40 lightning damage, oh. or 96 plus 9. The wind javelin is uh, the giant coalesces wind into a javelin-like form and hurls it at a creature it can see within 600 feet. The javelin is considered a magic weapon, deals 19 or 3d6 plus 9 piercing damage to the target, striking unerringly. Uh, the javelin disappears after it hits. So this is just gonna do. This is just gonna hit you. Yeah. There's nothing about this it. This is way worse than the lightning, and it's from 600 feet out. Can you imagine? No and recharge. It's it just hits you. It's just you. throwing wind javelins from the sky. It'll never miss. It does it twice in it's in one yeah, round. Exactly. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's bad news. Yeah. This this challenge rating is definitely based off damage output. I think. Uh, legendary actions as well. So the, the giant can take three legendary actions. You guys should know how that works at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Gust, the giant targets a creature it can see within 60 feet of it and creates a magical gust of wind around it. The target must succeed a DC 18 strength saving throw or be pushed up to 20 feet in any horizontal direction the giant chooses. Uh, next one is Thunderbolt, which takes two of its legendary actions. Mm-hmm. The giant hurls a Thunderbolt at a creature it can see within 600 feet of it. The target must make a DC 18 st- uh, dexterity saving throw, taking 22 or 4d10 thunder damage on a failed save, or mm-hmm. half as much on a success. So it's still thunderbolting people. Yeah, thunderbolt, um, air javelins, gust attacks. Yeah, it's fucking alternating between all that stuff is crazy. So one with the storm, which takes all three legendary actions. The giant vanishes, dispersing itself into the storm. Uh, surrounding its lair. The giant can end this effect at the start of any of its turns, becoming a giant once more and appearing in any location it chooses within its lair. While dispersed, 
the giant can't take any actions other than the lair action, and it can't be targeted by attacks, spells, or other effects. The giant can't use this ability outside its lair, nor can it use this ability if another creature is using a control weather spell or similar magic to quell the storm. Mm-hmm. Fucking cool. So this is the only giant with a lair action, like with lair and lair actions. I think you'd have to give it lair actions because I don't think it came with any, did it? Yeah, uh, I think you pasted them. Oh, did I? Taped them yes, to the it stat does. block. Yes, I did. Um, but like compared to dragons, like they all have yeah. lair actions. Yeah. Where this is the, the only giant with a lair action. Yeah. That's the okay. Only one, yeah. So a storm giant. So this is the quintessence layer. A storm giant quintessent has no need for castles or dungeon layers. Its layer is usually a secluded region or a prominent geographic feature, such as a mountain peak, a great waterfall, a remote island, a fog shrouded lock, a beautiful coral reef, or a windswept desert bluff. Mm. As befits the environment, the storm in which the giant lives could be a blizzard, a typhoon, a thunderstorm, or a sandstorm. I didn't even, I'm only thinking hurricanes here. I did not consider these other things. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Lair actions. The storm giant quintessent can use lair actions in giant form and while transformed in a storm. On initiative count of 20, uh, losing initiative ties, uh... The giant can take a lair action to cause one of the following effects. The giant can't use the same effect two rounds in a row. The giant creates a thunderclap centered on a point anywhere in its lair. Each creature within 20 feet of that point must succeed on a DC 18 constitution saving throw or be deafened until the end of its next turn. Got more weather coming down. The creature, the giant creates a 20 foot radius sphere of fog or murky water within water centered on a point anywhere in the lair. Uh, the sphere spreads around its corners and its area is heavily obscured. The fog lasts until the giant disperses it with no action required and it can't be dispersed by wind. That's mm, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, the giant creates blind a... Blind you and make you deaf. Yeah, man. The giant creates a 60 foot long, 10 foot wide line of strong wind or strong current within water originating from a point anywhere in its lair. Each creature in that line must succeed on a DC 18 strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet in the direction of the wind it is blowing. The gust disperses gas or vapor and it extinguishes candles, torches, and similar unprotected flames in its area. Protected flames, such as those of lanterns, have a 50% chance of being extinguished, so mm-hmm. odds and evens roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, regional effects. The region containing a storm giant quintessence lair is wrapped, or sorry, warped by the giant's presence, which creates one or more of the following effects. High wind blows within one mile of the lair, making it impossible to light a fire unless the location where the fire is lit is protected from the wind. Uh, rain, snow, or blowing dust or sand, whichever is most appropriate, is constant within one mile of the lair. Rain causes rivers and streams to fill or overflow their banks. Snow, dust, or sand form deep drifts or dunes. Uh, flashes of lightning and peals of thunder are continual day and night within five miles of the lair. If the giant dies, the lightning, thunder, and high wind regional effects end immediately. Mm-hmm. Rain, snow, and blowing dust abate gradually within one to eight days. So yeah, that's there is. that's a lot. Wild. Yeah, it's uh, a cool monster. There's a lot. He, there's a lot here in, with the quintessent. Making yeah. it makes it much more interesting than the regular storm giant. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so the yeah. but remember, you can always give layer actions to uh, original effects to any creature you want. You just got to homebrew it in. Yeah, the the idea being like when you're so powerful, the land around you is affected by your 
extra magic. Yeah, just the aura of magic and like your personality. Seeps I mean, the so plans. much of D and D seems to be affected by one's like personality and wants when you're powerful enough. True. Yeah. yeah like your and your, your age amplifies all of it. Yes, of course. You get <laughs> ager. You get ager. You get older and swoller <laughs> and all this other jazz. I hope I don't. Um, get any it. questions about storm giants? Uh, no. All right. Well, I think we can get ready for a long rest. We should. All right. Let's do it. My slippies are calling the power of the storm. <laughs> They're firing lightning and wind javelins at people. And uh, is your hair is your hair standing on end? It is. Any <laughs> any uh, any person within one mile of my slippies while I'm wearing them feels the electric energy oh, and no. of my slippies, and their hair stands on end. Indeed, indeed. They're like I'll get goddamn quintessent storm giant Brian's going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. One mile from my house. Exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching the Dungeon Cast. Guys. Indeed, or listening. Yeah, listening. Uh, this is a podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, welcome to the Long Rest. Indeed, here we are. What do you want to talk about here in the Long Rest, Brian? Thanks for leaving us all those sweet, good iTunes reviews. You guys are great. Mm-hmm. Um, we really appreciate them. Mm-hmm. And your YouTube comments, etc., your likes and subscribes, your bell notifications, all the things that make uh, podcasts and YouTube channels happy. We really appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys doing those things for mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. the Dungeon Cast and the crew of the Dungeon Cast. Um, we're going to have plans to get your special guest, Jake, on the show pretty soon. I think he's due. Mm. Um, probably, probably do that soon. Okay. Um, uh, Super Quest Saga's back, been back, been killing it. Mm-hmm. We um, raised $2,000 for COVID relief. Yeah. yeah so thank you guys dope. so much for watching our, um, Legend of Zelda randomizer Indeed. and for donating. <laughs> Indeed. Um, me and Will threw some money in the pot also, but like it was mostly you guys. So thank you so much for coming out and doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I think there are really important issues going on in the world, and uh, it was really important for us to address them in some form or fashion. So thank you guys so much for being the awesome listeners that we know you are. Um, mm-hmm. If you know somebody else that wants to be an awesome listener, uh, tell them about this show and make it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that'd be really cool. I know I really like the camaraderie of uh, having my friends listen to the same show, so I have something to talk about with people, be mm-hmm. personable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why not make it the Dungeon Cast? Uh, I know a lot of Dungeon Masters recommend certain episodes of their players to get more familiar with a topic, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. not so foreign to them when they break into a game, which is a really good use. Um, I hope you guys are liking the new class episode, um, and we're going to have another one soon. Yeah. Uh, basically... We want to make more content that's for the player also, not just the Dungeon Master, even though like as a player, I think it's interesting to learn about some of these creatures and the lore. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, we got a merch shop. That's a, that's another way you guys can go help support and um, you can get yourself a sweet shirt or other item. Uh, any, what, what else? We got to do... Gotta do, you know, you guys should know where to find us on social media. If you want to hit us up on the dungeoncast at gmail.com, mm-hmm. um, we should be back to answering emails soon mm-hmm. uh, with the chaos of life and all that. Things get in the way, but uh, yeah, we're back on our grind. We're back. <laughs> it's true. We're doing it's it. True. We're doing it right. So uh, yeah, uh, reach out, say what's up. We'll we'll be around. Uh, join our Discord. There's really awesome people in there. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. thank you guys and to all the moderators that do such a great job uh, running that. Um, Absolutely. It's it's fucking phenomenal just to go in there sometimes and see what's going on and, and how happy people are to talk about Dungeons and Dragons and even not Dungeons and Dragons stuff and other things. And uh, thank you to everybody that's been working on the Super Quest Saga wiki. It's uh, fucking righteous. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, 
and that uh, I can tell you from Jake and Freeland's perspective, they they also enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much um, for giving back. Indeed. Uh, let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.